Good morning, Uni Hill Church. It's always great to get an opportunity to speak to you. And firstly, we want to just say we hope that you've had a great Christmas. And also, we hope that you have a great expectation for 2022 as we come into this brand new year. I know that we have some expectations, and one of them is our new... Well, as it turns out, we're going to increase our grandchild count by one, as far as we know. Uh, And so we're looking forward to that and lots of fun babysitting. So we are really looking forward to that and hope you have some good news as we go into 2022. Pastor Charles has just asked me, asked us to just uh, share some thoughts about moving forward. How can we move forward into this new season, this brand new year? And I wanted to share a scripture with you today just to set the foundation, which is a scripture that I'm pretty sure we're all aware of. It's found in Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. This is what it says. It says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the desert and raising streams into the wastelands. Aren't you glad and aren't you grateful for new beginnings? You know, it's new beginnings that actually help us to move forward. And in the wisdom of God, God has created new beginnings for us. For instance, he's giving us new days. I'm so thankful for new days. The Bible says in Lamentations 3.2, it says that his mercies and grace are new every morning. And I don't know about you, sometimes, you know, we have some tough days. And have you had some tough days where oh, you've just wished they've come to an end? Uh, yes. Well, you know, you run a full day of uh, year eight and nine middle schoolers who are tearing at you and you come home and, you know, you've got to cook the dinner and all that sort of stuff and say, oh, I wish the day would end. And, uh, yes, good to go to bed and just look forward to the next day. Thank goodness that every morning is new and mercies are new every morning. Gives us a chance to reset and start again. Nothing in the wisdom of God, new days are so important for us, but he's also given us new seasons. Ecclesiastes chapter three says that there's a season for everything. And, you know, new seasons help us to rest, help us to recover, help us to grow and sow, but also help us to reap. And what's your favorite season, Mary? What would you say is your favorite season? Do I have to choose one? I like them all. Well, that's good. For different reasons, but I like summer at the moment because um, at the cricket. Let's hope we win. Uh, but also, he's also given us new years. And I think a brand new year just helps us to reset, like I said before, to reset and to start again. Give us a brand new beginning. So we pray today that these thoughts will help you as we move into this new season that God is bringing us into. So here's some keys that we just want to share with you today about how can we actually move forward. We're going to use this scripture that we started with to look at these four keys. The first one is to forget the former things, forget the past. And I'm sure that in 2021, with all the challenges that we've had, with all the COVID, and I'm not going to go through it because, uh, you know, you know all about it more than I do. Um, but there's some things we want to let go of. And and Meredith, there's a story with our daughter when she was a baby, she was given a, a, a gift that she found very hard to let go of. Can you tell us about that story? Well, actually, I had two children that had 
like security blankets. Um, but Elisa, she had this little yellow rabbit, very cute, soft and fluffy. He was lovely when he started, but uh, she dragged him literally through the mud. And um, over the time, he got worn and dirty and tattered. And, um, you know, Nonna used to dunk him into White King to try to freshen him up with very poor results. And uh, yet, and uh, my daughter found it very difficult to let Tommy go. And eventually it took a number of years before I was able to trade Tommy out for a nice white fluffy cat, um, which then that one got dragged through the mud. But eventually you have to let these things go. Yep. I was thinking to myself, there was a point there where I was thinking to myself, how and when is she going to get let go of this toy? She found it very difficult. I was starting to imagine, I could just imagine her wedding day when I'd be going, uh, you know, do you take, you know, Elisa and Tommy? It was a very, very difficult transition for her. But, you know, sometimes it's so difficult for us to let go of the things of the past. And it's easy to let go of the hard things and the bad things. But, you know, this is also true. This, this principle is true about letting go of things that we hold dear to our heart, things that we treasure, things that are actually good. And sometimes they're just as challenging to let go of. But God needs us to let go of those things for us to actually take a hold of the new thing that he has for us. The second principle, which is just as powerful and important, is not to dwell on the things of the past, whether they've been good or they've been bad. And, you know, we have this sort of mechanism, I think, in our in our psyche or in our brain that, you know, it's sort of we'd like to do reruns and particularly if there's an association with those things that have happened to us, sometimes it can be pain and sometimes those things are hard to let go of because we've experienced pain or we've experienced um, disappointment or even despair and discouragement. Those things can be can attach themselves to us and can be really hard to let go. But God says to us, you must not dwell on those things. Don't do the reruns. Now, Marissa, an author, as you know, and she loves reading. And I remember her telling me about a book written by Charles Dickens called Great Expectations. And one of the main characters in that story was a lady called Miss Havisham. Meredith, tell us a little bit about her struggle about letting go and not dwelling on the past. Yes, well, all the Dickens fans will recognise uh, Great Expectations. Miss Havisham, one of the main characters. Well, um, she was jilted on the day of her wedding. She was a very rich woman and the man had wanted her for her money. And uh, on the day of her wedding, he actually took off and left her uh, devastated and heartbroken. But um, the way that she dealt with it was very, very tragic. She made three decisions. First of all, she made all of her servants go around the big rich manor and stop every clock in the house at the hour that her wedding should have been, at the hour of her pain. The second decision she made was she would not let anybody help her remove the wedding dress. She left that wedding dress on, not just for a week, not just for a month, for years and years. Um, by the time we pick the story up, when you start to read Great Expectations, she's been in that state for 20 years. The dress is tattered, it is worn, it is um, faded, It's uh, and she looks awful. The third decision that she made was um, she took possession or she took a responsibility for an orphan girl and who became her ward. Um, but more than just looking after her and providing for her, she also 
schooled her in the ways of bitterness towards men um, and with a particular eye to make sure that she broke somebody's heart as her heart had been broken. So the bitterness that she was experiencing, she was quite determined to pass it on to the next generation whom she was responsible for. Uh, It's a very tragic story. Yeah, it is a tragic story. And I actually saw the movie because the book seemed a little bit too difficult for me to read. But, you know, the the tragedy about the story is it's very often true about ourselves. I think sometimes we rerun the past events, the past things, the past disappointments, the past hurts. And we we stop, we get stuck at the timelines of our life. And, you know, we, we don't like this thought, but I think sometimes just like she refused to remove her dress, that wedding dress that was supposed to be a symbol of joy and expectation became a symbol of her pain. Sometimes we wear the ashes of the past. And I love what Isaiah 61 says, that he wants to give us beauty instead of ashes. And so I really encourage us not to just forget the former things, but be careful of the danger to do the reruns and keep dwelling on the past. The third point, which I think is really important also, God says, he says, hey, listen, I'm doing a new thing. Can't you see it? I'm doing this new thing. Can't you perceive it? And, you know, in this particular principle, we have some great thoughts here. Sometimes you can't see the new thing that God wants to do, but you can perceive it. That word perception actually has got to do with our senses, our spiritual understanding. And sometimes we can't articulate what the future is going to look like. Sometimes we can't see how what we're sensing is going to be. But God says, trust me, have a look, perceive, let your let your senses, the spirit guide you into that realm of of faith. I remember in 2012 when Meredith and I, uh, we really sensed that call to come to Melbourne and, and God gave us a vision for Udy Hill Church. And I, I couldn't really see it. I couldn't articulate everything that it was going to look like. But boy, did I sense it. I had a real sense that God was going to do something. And do you know, today, you might have a sense that God wants to do some new things in your life. You might not be able to see it. You might not be able to even, you know, articulate what it's going to look like, but you have this sense. And my encouragement to you today is hold on to this sense, this sense in the Holy Spirit, because as you do, it will germinate faith into you and it will release you into the new seasons of God. You know, the fourth thing that it talks about. Uh, It talks about, hey, you know, I'm going to bring streams, rivers rather, and streams into the wastelands, into the deserts and wastelands of your life. And really, this captures the thought of why God wants us to forget the past, to not do the reruns of the past. He wants us to get a sense of things because there's a purpose. God is not concerned about keeping up with the Joneses. He's not trying to bring change or new beginnings because he wants us to keep up with the Joneses or because he wants us to be culturally relevant or because he wants to be trendy. God's ultimate purpose to bring us into new beginnings is always because of redemption. God's nature 
is a redempting nature. God wants to redeem the deserts and the wastelands of our life. Those things that have not produced, those things that have remained unfruitful, those things that have caused us to go into wastelands. And it's not just of our personal lives. It could be in our families. It could be in our communities. It could be in our churches. It could be in our work and things that we actually uh, have, have just seen just fade away. And over this last year with this pandemic, there are so many stories where people, things have been put on hold, things have been sort of turned into desert and wastelands. But here's God's promise that he is going to resurrect those things. He's going to turn those deserts and wastelands into areas of oasis in our life. Isn't that great news, Meredith? Well, it is great news. And um, I'd just like to, uh, to reflect back um, to the time when Jesus first came. Uh, the, the religious people felt like that they had everything in order. They had hold of their traditions. They had hold of their doctrines. They had hold of everything. And yet Jesus came and tipped it all upside down, not because what they were doing was wrong so much as their heart had got into a rut and they needed to come into line with where Jesus uh, wanted to take them, which, as we've already said, was about redemption. It was about uh, reconciliation and healing. And, um, of course, we need to know that sometimes the things that we cling on to the hardest can sometimes be the thing that might stop us from moving forward. And I just want to end with this one story. And as you know, we live in Adelaide, South Australia. And many, many years ago, actually, I don't know their timeline, but it'd be over 20 years, maybe more. Uh, there was a certain area of Adelaide called West. Well, now we know it as West Lakes. But it was really a bit of a swamp. Uh, it, it was definitely a wasteland. It, it seemed unredeemable land. And yet this, this uh, company, this uh, development company, saw its potential. And what it did, the company was called Delphin. What it did, it began to see the potential of development. And um, over the years, we saw them take some incredible steps of, well, I call them faith, but incredible, they saw with different eyes, they began to sense that something could be done with this, this wasteland of Adelaide. Cut a long story short, years later, that's where the Adelaide Football Club was built. The Amy Football Club was built. And this wasteland turned into a place where thousands and thousands of South Australians and interstate people would go to watch the Adelaide Football Club grow. Actually, it became such a development that the real estate property also began to boom. And that's where Leighton Hewitt apparently bought two to three homes. And so it became from a wasteland it became an oasis. And even today, uh, it is known as an area of Adelaide that is now fruitful, is now much sought after. And so with this thought in mind, do you know that God wants to turn those wastelands and those deserts in our life and he wants to see them produce again? He wants to see the ashes turn into beauty. He wants to see fruitfulness come again and those places of our lives become like a noasis. Hey, thank you today. We pray for listening to us. Thank you uh, for this opportunity. We really pray that 2022 would be a great year for you, for your family, for our church, for our communities, and that we will see God do some amazing things. I'm going to ask Meredith in a moment just to close in prayer, but let's remember these thoughts. Forget the things of the past. Don't dwell on the past. Sense and see that God is doing something new and realize 
realize that the purpose that God wants to bring you through change is so he can redeem the deserts and wastelands of our lives. Thank you, Meredith. I'm going to hand over to you to pray. Would you, uh, would you close your eyes and pray with me? Father God, we thank you for every good thing you've given us. And Lord, that you don't leave us where we are. Sometimes you unsettle us. Sometimes that's uncomfortable. But Lord, I pray as we move into 2022 that we would open our heart, that we would, we would embrace humility, we would embrace openness and have a heart and our ears open to you to be able to sense what it is that you're doing or saying, that we can be obedient and move in to a new season. Father God, that we pray specifically um, as our hearts are open and as we move along with your Holy Spirit, that we would begin to see people being restored <coughs> and redeemed and reconciled and healed and brought back um, to build your kingdom, to build their lives and to build your kingdom and to build our lives too. Father God, we thank you for your Holy Spirit and we thank you for every good thing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. We're looking forward to seeing you. I think we're actually coming in March and hopefully that will become a reality for us. And uh, we're looking forward to spending that time with you. God bless you and Happy New Year. Happy New Year.